You're listening to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols. Support for this project is provided by listeners like you. Visit my website at p3photographers.net for ideas on how you too can become a supporter of the project. Hi everybody. Just a quick note about today's episode. I realized after I'd recorded it that I wasn't consistent in how I pronounced the family name of the photographer I'm talking about today. The family name is spelled K-N-E-I-S-L-E. Now, in German, that would be pronounced, I believe, Kneisel. But in the American pronunciation of that last name, it's conceivable that it could be pronounced either Nisel or Niesel. As I said, I'm not consistent in this episode today, and it just reflects my confusion about how to pronounce it. I did live in Germany, so I'm really influenced by what I think is the German pronunciation, but I tried to Americanize it, and I think I didn't always get the same Americanization. Again, the last name of the photographer today is spelled K-N-E-I-S-L-E, and I'll hope you'll bear with me since I have no idea how this photographer actually pronounced the last name. Thanks. Welcome to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols, the podcast where we celebrate early women artisan photographers. I'm your host, Lee McIntyre. In today's May 1st episode, we're marking Labor Day by traveling to visit with one of the founders of the first AFL Photographers Protective Union in Seattle. For more information about any of the women discussed in today's episode, visit my website at p3photographers.net. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols. Today, I want to take you back to 1918. A successful 40-year-old photographer is running a studio and is concerned about fair pay in the photography industry. That photographer then becomes the first vice president of the newly formed Photographers Union in Seattle, to help pursue those concerns and fight for those fair pay issues. After getting re-elected in January of 1919, the photographer winds up on the front lines of the infamous Seattle labor strike that occurs later that year. The photographer's name? Well, since you're listening to photographs, pistols, and parasols, it probably isn't going to surprise you that the photographer is a woman, Jeanette Neisel. Jeanette Neisel was a woman whose photography career wound up lasting more than 30 years. Now, Jeanette Nysel was originally from New Brunswick, Canada. Her maiden name was Travis, but in 1885, she marries a man named Joseph J. Nysel, and together they wind up moving first to Colorado, then to Portland, Oregon, before settling down in Seattle by 1915. They were photographers earlier than that, in part, Portland, if not in Colorado, haven't really managed to track down their entire career yet, but certainly in 1915, their Nysel studio is listed as being open and operating there in downtown Seattle. Their studio is very popular. They do studio portraits of visiting celebrities and visiting musicians, visiting popular figures who get their publicity shots taken there. They also work up quite a trade, taking images of groups that are meeting and wanting their annual meeting or their annual luncheons, taking pictures of, that kind of thing. 
It's really intriguing in the late 19-teens that when there are a lot of unions forming, the NISL studio is at the forefront of taking pictures of the activities of those union groups. But as I mentioned, one of the really striking things is that in 1918, it's Jeanette Niesel, not Joseph, who you might have thought was the Niesel involved in the photography union, but it's Jeanette who's the one who becomes the first vice president of that organization. And this is a time in Seattle when labor unions are becoming more and more prominent and more and more powerful. And the photographers union actually starts in 1918. But in 1919, there is a very famous and very rather infamous strike of all the labor unions here in Seattle. It goes on for quite a while, and it has a lot of popularity among the union members, but unfortunately, the unions are forced to back down when a lot of factions argue against them and start to turn popular opinion against them. But it's really intriguing to find out that during that time period, a woman would actually have been at the forefront of some of these unions, and we find that with Jeanette Niesel. Now, she's very active as a photographer, and as I said, in the Photographers' Union. She's active all the way into the 1920s. She's injured, unfortunately, in a car accident in 1924. But the Niesel Studio continues to be listed in the Seattle directories through the 1930s. And in the 1940 census, both Joseph and Jeanette are still listed as doing photography, except Joseph is the one listed as running the studio downtown. Jeanette is listed as doing photography as a business, but from her home. As I said, I really haven't had a chance to track down more information about them. Um, Chris and I actually did look into this a few months ago, and we were kind of stymied by the materials we could find online. The University of Washington here has a very extensive union history directory in Seattle. And once we are able to go out and visit the University of Washington archives at some point in the future, hopefully we'll be able to track down a little bit more about Jeanette and Joseph Niesel. But I did want to bring you the story because today being May 1st, it is Labor Day all over the world. Not here in the United States, of course, but it is the International Labor Day. And so I thought this was a great moment to celebrate the accomplishments and union activism of a woman named Jeanette Niesel, a photographer for more than 30 years, ending her career here in Seattle, Washington. In the episode notes for today, I'll include a couple of images that I did find on the University of Washington and the Washington State Archives website. Um, Chris and I haven't managed to find a photo from that studio yet, but again, we're continuing to look for that as well as more information about this couple. But I'll share what I've got in the episode notes, which are, as always, on the website at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number three, photographers.net. You can also check out uh, photographs, pistols, and parasols on Facebook at facebook.com slash p3photographers. And do drop me a line if you have a question or a woman photographer that you'd love to hear about. The email address is podcast at p3photographers.net. That's a quick one for today. I hope that everyone is staying healthy and staying put. Chris and I are continuing to do research from our house, looking away with all the materials that are available online. That's it for today, though. Thanks, as always, for stopping by. Until next time, I'm Lee, and this is Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols.